Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Are you a female wholesale mortgage professional looking for an inspiring, supportive, and resourceful community? Join AIM's Facebook group, The Women's Mortgage Network, dedicated exclusively to women in the broker channel. Head over to Facebook and search for Women's Mortgage Network to join. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM, also broker owner of Priority Mortgage Lending, my own broker shop here in uh, here in Michigan. Today, I'm going to be interviewing and, and talk about a unique name for this industry, which we will hop into. But today, I'll be interviewing Fannie Mae West, who is the broker owner, president of Optus, Inc. Fannie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So, I mean, okay, we got to start with your name here. I mean, like, perfect industry for your name, huh? Yes, it is. Um, I didn't even plan on being in the mortgage industry. I kind of just stumbled along, and it was because of my name. It's kind of crazy. But I do have a financial background, so. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, we're going to hop into your background. So, as you said, I mean, you, your, your name almost has you destined to be in the mortgage industry. But, mm -hmm. you know once again unless your family's in it, i just I've, i still haven't met that person who was 10 years old saying no i don't want to be a fireman or a cop i want to be a mortgage broker so you got to tell me now and, and 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 dive into it for me how did you get started in this industry give me your background on everything okay well i um i um started out in real estate and i was co-opting with a, a realtor broker right he was a realtor but also he had a mortgage brokerage that was back in 2005 and six when it wasn't so regulated and um i was a realtor and we were um doing a deal together and he said you have the perfect name <laughs> no way you have the perfect name for the business you ever thought about lending and i said no and then i thought about it and it just made sense um even when i was in real estate i kind of my name you know fannie mae and they're REO property. So every time I had a listing, they was like, is this a Fannie Mae property? They call. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> so that's how it started. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, so talk to me about your mortgage history though. Like, do, have you always been broker? How long ago did you switch over, you know, to, to, to be in broker? G give me the background on your company. I want, I want to know, did you ever work retail? Give me the background on this. Okay, well, I'm so excited. I started my company Optus 2000 and yeah, last year. And actually February um, 9th of this year be my first year as a broker owner. So I'm so excited about that. It's, it's been a whirlwind, but it's been a great whirlwind. As um, soon as I opened my brokerage and I was able to um, produce, I was on the ground and running. Um, I got a lot of support from the broker community. Um, shout out to AIM giving me my grant to kind of get it launched and going. So I really appreciate all of that. But um, I started out as a mortgage, a loan originator, a loan originator with the mortgage brokerage guy who um, said, hey, you have the perfect name for the oh. business. And um, that was pretty nice. But that was back in 2007. So um, we know how the industry was back then. Oh, 580, yeah. 100%, no money down. We were just before we hit the bubble of all the foreclosures and everything. So, but that brokerage shut down. And then I started, I moved around a little bit trying to find that home. 
but I never did because the guy that I was working with, he was super honest, super cool. And the industry, you know, just didn't find that home. So I did, um, correspondent lending. Uh-huh. Um, I never really kind of worked in like a retail bank, but it was all well, after the broker, I started out brokering and it's kind of ironic, right? Started out and I'm going to end up brokering, right? I think right. that's awesome, a full circle um, and everything. But yeah, I started out correspondent lending and I did that, you know, for what, 13 years. And now here I am with my own brokerage. Okay. Now with, with the, with the Optimus, uh, the, the company that you Optimus. have right now, what's the... <laughs> What's the uh, background on that one in terms of, is it just you? Do you have any other loan officers, processors, production assistants? What's your, what's your makeup of your company right now? Makeup of my company is me, myself, and I. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's the best way to do it. Yeah. And you know what was, um, I'm a control freak. I'm working on that through AIM. I got a mentor and everything, and I'm working on releasing control. But, you know, one of the things in this industry, we know how we want it to flow, right? And I know the level of customer service that I want to provide to clients. So that makes me have more control. But, you know, I'm going to work on that more. But it has to be the same level of service that, you know, I can deliver. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. That's uh. You know, I've been doing these podcasts now for some time, and uh, that's like the number one thing is letting go of control. But the common, the common thing on all of this is that you, the, the level of service has to stay consistent, if not better. Yeah, so, uh, you're absolutely right on that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so with with rates kind of you know ticking up, I mean, I still, I, I'm still a big believer that there's so much opportunity out there, especially for the brokers, uh, the brokers around around the country, just because. You know, that margin compression is just killing banks right now. Yeah. Our rates are just blowing banks away. But it's also a time, and I've spoke to many people about this, is to kind of step back and kind of look at your process here. You know what I mean? And and because we're just not taking applications like we were. Um, right. But loan process is a big thing for me. Okay. I, I think the process of how you work through your loan, uh, each client is absolutely important. So especially you being a new, newer broker owner, um, I know you've been in the business a while, but you're always going to do things your way. Talk to me about your loan process. Like what, run, run me down on this. Okay. So my loan process is because it's just me, I have to heavily rely on technology, but still with the personal field. The technology is just to make sure that I'm, I am staying in contact with my clients consistently, even though it's just me, you get busy. And, you know, as a person, we kind of drop the ball. So technology helps fill in the gaps until I can expand. So I do, let's say 99.999% yeah. <laughs> of my applications online. Right. Yep. Um, but you know, it's some people, they want that, um, you know, the app over the phone, that's the last option that I give. <laughs> but again, it's all about closing the sale, right? Closing, you know, um, servicing and making sure that um, we move on. So if they want to do the application over the phone, no problem. Um, but application, 
um, online, and then through the online portal, it'll deliver the doc. It'll deliver a list of documents that they need. And so initially, I kind of prepare them for what's going to come. You know, the application, the needs list, and then we schedule a consultation to go over um, what you are approved for. And then the system, as we move throughout the process, it notifies them. You know, you're approved. Um, you know, appraisals order, they're always getting updates from me, right? And then weekly, you know, I'm doing phone calls to make sure that they feel like they're getting service and it's just not technology. Um, okay. No, and, and I'm with you. I uh, I personally, 99.999, just like you, it's always you fill out the application, right? I mean, and, and with depending on who you use for your POS, you know, it's it's perfect because it, it literally walks them through. It's not like giving them the mortgage application and going here. You know, yes. it, it it walks them through that. So, OK, so they, they fill it out. They get you their docs. You submit it. Then what happens in your process? OK, so once I submit it and everything is approved, um, it's just all about communication. Right. And making sure like I do. I try to do a thorough pre-approval up front before, you know, I issue anything. So when I submit a file to underwriting, I'm, I'm having minimal conditions because I really kind of scrubbed the file in the beginning. And um, what I found is that the more you have to go back to clients, the worse of experience it is. Agreed. So if I do my due diligence up front, then they feel like they've already went through the loan process. So once we have that contract in, because I am really heavy purchase, right? Um, you know, rates were low. When I got into the broker life, I was able to do all these refinances, which was great. But I've always been a purchase shop. So and then with building relationships with realtors and everything of that nature, your pre-approval has to be solid. So in my market, I'm known for, you know, Fannie can get it closed. If I give you a pre-approval, unless something astronomical happens, right, under, out of my control. But I really do scrub the file. So once we're in underwriting, I'm having minimum conditions, and then I'm able to kind of close quickly as well. Now, when you when you have, since, since you're a one-person shop here, so when you get that conditional approval, um, are you processing the loans yourself, or do you have a third-party processor? And how do you communicate with the client, like, this is what you need? Do you call them? You have a nice email that you send to them. Give, give me that. It's all me, 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 myself. <laughs> <laughs> so once I get the condition list, um, I send them an email and then I call because okay. I want them to actually look at it and see it as congratulations. Your loan has been um, conditionally approved. These are the things that we need. So then when I call them, they've already looked at it and then we can go over any additional questions that they have. Everything goes through the portal, right? My The online portal where they can enter in documentation. A lot of some people, they just more convenient to email. That's fine. But I'm really trying to generate, um, um, push people to upload the documents into the portal because then that's less emails and, um, and things I have to worry about keeping track of, right? So this is my pet peeve. I'm just honest. My pet peeve, because I'm anal, I'm born in September. I'm a perfectionist. That's probably why I can't relinquish control. <laughs> uh, but it burns me up when someone says, hey, I sent that. 
and I'm searching for it. I'll spend about 10 minutes searching for it and then I can't find it. And I'm just like, hey, can you just send it again? So with using the portal in the, like if, if I need an additional bank statement, I put that in there, right? And so I can go back to the portal and say, yeah, no, it wasn't uploaded. Can you please put it here? You know, in a nice way, but that helps my sanity um, and the customers because then they can say, oh, it was my fault. Yeah, because <laughs> they want to, because there's a lot of paperwork. And at the end of the day, you know, people don't want to keep chasing, you know, giving you the same things over and over again. So that's a way that helps me keep track of the documents that I receive and keep my sanity. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, keep keeping sanity is important in this industry. Okay. So let's say, oh, so now I know what you've done here. You now let's say you have your CTC. Okay. You have your clear to close. How are you communicating with your borrowers, the closing docs, the process? So you, I just got you, you just got a CTC for me. Give me the rundown mm -hmm. on how you would speak with me. Okay. So I'll be like, Hey Mark, how are you? Excellent. Guess what? <laughs> Please tell me we're going to close. Yes, we have a clear to close. That means I don't need to ask you for anything else. Are you excited? Yes, I am. Okay, me too. So from here, the title company and the closing department, they're going to communicate. They're going to get the final numbers. And once they have the final numbers, I'll give you a call and then we'll walk through those steps. Does that sound great? Sounds good to me. All right. So I'll be calling you. I'll be on. I'm going to call the title company right now to see what their turn time is. Our closing department. I'll be coordinate everything. But if you have any questions prior to just give me a call. See, and that's so simple. I absolutely love it. You know what I mean? I, I, I think uh, one one line that I always use is that, you know, we're going to work on this. You know, there's there's a there's a bunch of different entities working together to to finalize your numbers. And my promise to you is that when you walk into closing, you're going to know to the penny what you have to bring, what you're getting back, whatever the case may be, and nothing's going to change. And you'll have the entire closing package in front of you, you know, before you even step foot in closing. That's awesome. I like that. I might have to steal that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, it's good. Okay. So now they close. So everything went fine. You're happy as can be. What is your post-close process look like? Are, are you doing anything post-closing? Well, um, I'm working through all of this now. So usually I I try to go to some closings, but I don't make all the closings. So if I don't make the closing, I'm giving you a call. Even before, like I'll call like an hour before, hey, it's closing day. Um, I'm not going to be able to make it. But if you have any questions, I'm just a phone call away. So just give me a call. I'll be available. And they say, great. And then... Um, what my process is going to be now, usually I would either have a closing gift there, but I, I like, I like getting mail, right? So I think what I'm going to start doing is mailing them their closing gifts. So it's just another touch. So they don't forget me, right? Like, and then, so that's my thing. And then a couple of things I've done after closing is I do moving day meals. So I ask them, you know, when are you moving in? And then I give them Either you want pizza, Italian, or chicken, you know, and then I'll I use DoorDash and I'll have it delivered to them. So now on moving day, you don't have to worry about, you know, cooking or anything. You can just move in. So that's kind of a more personalized touch. Those are the things that that I do. What did you, what did you call it? Moving day meals? Yeah, moving day meals. 
I've never heard that. I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, and people, they love it. they like, oh, I want, but now when I say, what do you like to eat? They said, I don't know, pick something. So I give you three. You want pizza, you want Italian, or you want chicken? <laughs> Whichever one you choose, I'll get it delivered. You tell me when you're going to be home. And that, that, that's been pretty good too. That's awesome. That's perfect. I, I like it. It's simple. I'm a simplistic person. So yeah. your process is is pretty much on point. Uh, one last question I want to ask you about your process, because uh, you said you use technology. What technology are you using? What does your tech stack look like? Okay. So I'm using the pre-approve me app. Mm -hmm. um, I like that because they're able to next. So being in a purchase market, you know, realtors going to call, right? You're going to call at night on weekends. I have a family. And so my thing is, 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 is if you need something right, like the pre-approval, like right now, you can go in there and generate it. And I'm not getting 20 calls about different properties. And I show them how to run the payments and everything. So they feel comfortable with it. So that's kind of taking some of the load off again, technology. I need it because it's just me. Um, and then I use Arrive. Okay. Um, I love Arrive. You know, they have things that you can, um, communications and everything of that nature is really simplistic. I need simple, like starting out as a new broker and trying to learn a lot of different systems became overwhelming. So Arrive was, I can plug and play. I'm a, I can figure it out. I didn't, you know, um, but plug and play. So that that's, those are the two that I heavily use. Um, for my CRM, I'm kind of going back and forth, but right now I use um, Be In Touch and be, and I've had Be In Touch for years, even when I was with other companies, um, but I like Be In Touch because it does keep you in, in, front of, in front of people. Perfect. I love it. Today's episode is brought to you by Guarantee Home Mortgage, a true partner that every broker should have in their tool belt with knowledgeable responsive AEs who can create real value for your company to an operations team focused on delivering your purchase loan documents ahead of the closing date and so much more. Guarantee Home Mortgage looks forward to establishing a long-term partnership and showing brokers how they are opening doors to home ownership. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Okay, we're going to switch gears here because there's there's one thing that I think where the mortgage broker community and the wholesale channel just thrives in and why we're so successful is is how we build relationships with inside our community. Mm -hmm. I think that's extremely huge for us. So what kind of, I know you're pretty heavily into your community. What, what groups or communities are you a part of where you're currently at? Where are you currently at, by the way? I'm Ohio? in Ohio. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what, what type of groups are you with right now? Like in regards to industry-wise or just community service? Just, just within your community. Okay. Well, I am a part of... Um, a, a women's group. It's just like women business owners. Um, me and my husband, we have our own ministry, um, Chosen to Live. I'm a part of another nonprofit. Um, I'm just trying to be, I'm more, I'm a, I have like a servant heart. So wherever I can help and serve, you know, I do. Uh, several of my, my friends, they have nonprofits. We're all about kind of like building people up. Um, and kind of giving them good direction. Um, so, so those are the main things that, that I kind of do. Um, and, we do a lot of mentorship and support of a lot of people. And you're an army veteran as well, aren't you? I am. I am. Well, thank you for that. But do, so are, are, do you, you utilize that at all? 
Actually, I don't. I know I should. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, to be honest, like what I've done in the industry is basically a lot of education, a lot of home buyer seminars um, to kind of just educate people. And then because um, my background is in finance. And mm-hmm. so I do a lot of financial like workshops and everything. So that's really what my background is more geared towards. Well, go going on I that do one. My veterans, I love them. <laughs> we know you too. Well, go go into that one. So you you said you do these seminars and stuff, right for for new uh, for new home buyers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go how, okay. I've I've always been curious about this because I've I've always gone into real estate offices and sometimes even financial planners and stuff like that. You know, we do a little you know dog and pony show, a little presentation on kind of what we can offer and whatnot. But if you're doing seminars for first-time home buyers, where do you go? How do you start that? How do you get people there? Is it online? Like, I'm interested in this. Well, since the pandemic, I haven't done them. But throughout my career, I have. So what I do is that's kind of like one of my value adds for my realtors, right? I I go with the realtor. And I had to fine-tune this, right? Because some classes I had like 20 people. And in some classes, I've only had one, but in that one class, they bought. So it just didn't matter, right? It worked out. It works out. <laughs> it worked out. But the key thing is, is that um, that's just like a relationship I like to build with. Like I have a realtor there. I have the title company there and I'll have a um, home inspector there. Right. And um, all of us, the key thing is to putting butts in the seats is getting everybody to buy in on the vision. And to market, right? I can't just market. You have to market. Every, if everybody markets, we can fill the seats, right? And so um, so I get with the realtor and everybody involved, and then we all kind of market. And then everybody has about 10 minutes to speak. I'm usually, I'm usually the host because, again, you're in the front of the classroom. You're the expert and authority, right? So I try to make sure that I'm the main person, and then, hey, I'm introducing everybody. And um, and so um, it, it really works out well because they get a little piece of everything, and then it's not boring because you have different personalities. Like lending is dry. We know it's dry, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to tell jokes. But, again, <laughs> it's all about building rapport and showing people that they can trust you and you have the knowledge to, to help them. So that's perfect. Okay. So you're using your realtor connections to get people to get butts in seats, right? Correct. Okay. That's been my biggest fear at all times is we set this all up and no one shows up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but then again, if one person shows up, just like you said, and they buy it, it, it was, it was well worth it. Yeah. And then another thing that like I did have one, and um, no one came and I and I got to talk to the realtor and then that solidified our relationship any, even more. So I kind of figured out, are you sending me 100 percent of your business? It gave me time to talk to to her. Like, are you sending me 100 percent? Am I just getting 15 percent? You know, let's really kind of tighten this relationship up. I try to take advantage of all the opportunities that that I can. And, you know, sometimes those busts, they you turn them into win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love it that you're part of your community. Uh, you have a ministry, which, which is great, but are, you're also on the board of a couple different nonprofits, right? The Lori Swoop foundation and yes. the, uh, 
you're also a co-founder of Chosen to Live Outreach. Yes, that's me and my husband ministry. And the Lori Swoop Foundation, um, my cousin passed of pancreatic cancer. Um, and she was only in her 50s. And she oh, left boy. two kids and everything. So me and her son, we kind of, you know, co-founded this. And it's just my cousin, she had a, a loving heart. And she gave to the community. She would give the shirt off your back. If she, if you didn't have food, and even if she only had a little bit, she would feed you before she would eat. And so that's kind of what the foundation is based on, um, us just serving the community and the needs um, that we see. That's perfect because we we do these things, and I'm glad you said that. We, we are big parts of our communities in many different ways. And, and everyone I speak to, I haven't met anyone who's successful yet that that says, oh, my ROI on helping out in this community was this. <laughs> it's just you you do it and and indirectly you will get business out of it because they yeah. see you. They see you have a good heart. Um, they see you out there just trying to be, do the right thing. And that always comes back, you know, bigger than any ROI could ever be. Oh, that's so true. So true. Yeah. So well, I'm glad you're a part of your community. So I got one last question for you. Okay. And then we'll, we'll let you go. Um, I, we're, we're both in the Midwest just getting pounded with snow right now. And oh, yeah. it's, it's my kids haven't been to school in days, but uh, with, with that being said, I always like to kind of close this sometimes with just saying, okay, Fanny, you just opened up your own broker shop. So, but you've been in the business a long time. So you've seen both sides of it, right? You, you, you're pretty darn experienced here. The floor is yours. Let's just say you're, you're on a stage in front of 3000 people and you want to give advice. You want to, give some piece of advice to this entire community, what would it be? Um, follow your dreams. Don't be scared to make a change um, because it took me a while to decide to actually do my brokerage, right? It was a lot of fear. Oh, it's just going to be me. It's no support, right? But I, the last company that I was with, I was so uncomfortable by the systems and processes. I just couldn't take it anymore, right? And so my uncomfortness outweighed my fear and I launched and, and it's been great. So I would just say, follow your dreams. Don't let your fear kind of stifle you, you know, and keep moving forward. I love it. Well, let me dive into this a little bit, you know, and, and owning your own broker shop, I just want to make sure this is perfectly clear, is not for everyone. It, it, it truly, truly isn't. I know many successful loan officers out there that they tried their own broker shop and they just, they can't wrap their head around it. So it's not for everyone. So I just want to make sure that's clear. But at the same time, what were you really scared about? Um, just being, being me, myself and I, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that was my biggest fear. I'm going to, you know, didn't, I've been out of the broker world for what, 13 years. So I really didn't know. Um, I, it was like, um, all the myths about brokering were so wrong, right? It's just so wrong. And that was a fear because back, um, around what, 2007 and 10 brokers got a bad rap, right? We were blamed for everything. Yes. And then it takes so long in underwriting. I was, again, I'm a control person, so scared of losing control. I send the file over there and then 
it's weeks and weeks before I get approval and I'm in the purchase market. So all of those things that were bad are actually untrue. You know, I get more support. Just this is so honest. I get more support and and lenders are more attentive. Now, every now, don't get me wrong. Every file has not been perfect, right? Some of the closings, you know, good thing I, people love me and I have a nice personality <laughs> and I'm really honest and transparent because sometimes I don't, especially being new, it hasn't always been smooth. But again, the good outweighs the bad. It, it really does. Um, it really does. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, there's a, there's a lot of myths out there about us and, and, you know, we speak to, we speak to retail people all the time that are interested in coming over to the broker world. And probably the first half of the conversation that I, I have with any of them is all dispelling myths. You know what I mean? And, and then once they get over that, they're like, oh, then why wouldn't I do it? You know, that's usually the question I ask them at the end. So after everything I've told you, why wouldn't you, you know, come over to the broker world? And every, everyone that I pretty much have spoke to has come over. Oh, okay. I, I can see that because again, the fear is just something new and the unknown, even though, you know, you hear all the good stuff and you see people's success. It's just like, well, would I have that same level of success? But as long as you bring you to the table and what makes you successful, then you can make it right. Yeah. That's, that's what, you know, cause it's all about at the end of the day, we all have to generate right we all have to to do the things that has made us successful before we're just doing it for ourselves now that's how i look at it that's a great way of looking at it so well fanny listen i just want to thank you for joining us today um i like i said i know we're all still extremely busy but just want to thank you for all of your insights that you've uh, that you shared with us today okay well i thank you for having me i just want to say i appreciate aim so much right i am a solo broker owner but the community is like awesome i go into the groups i get so much information and i was able to save a deal by the information i was reading from the broker group i was like oh yes took it back to the client i was like this is what we're gonna do and it just all worked out so Thank you guys so much. So uh, thank you. It's uh, people like you is what, what makes this association continue to move on. And as we've always said, we try to give resources and technology that, that makes everyone more successful. So I'm glad, I'm glad you're saying that that's really nice of you. It's genuine. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcasts. Please rate our podcast and leave a review, subscribe to it. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. And Fanny, being a Spark recipient and being a big part of this community, we appreciate you. And yes, you are one of one of the ones that we can tag as brokers are better. Yay, man. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Do you love our podcast but want more content? Subscribe to AIM National on YouTube. You'll find updates on AIM initiatives and highlights of our events, and you'll get access to our free library of helpful how-to videos.